Hey, podcast peeps, it's me, Gary. Don't tell the YouTube people. Um, wanted to uh, get an answer from you guys, actually. What added content would you like to see on the podcast? Hit me up on Twitter using the hashtag PodcastGV. What added content value would you like me to do? Obviously, I see all the other business podcasts out there. I'm sure I'm gonna get some answers of interviews, behind the scenes, whatever you want. I'd like to hear it, but hit me up. If I don't get enough uh, chatter, I won't add it. So hustle. On this episode, I talk about pressure, comedians, golf, and presidents. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're watching and listening to the Ask Gary V Show, episode number 33. Fun fact about the number 33 that is the number of my favorite all time basketball player, Patrick Ewing. Mike asks We have high school kids working to get recruited and play college golf. Any suggestions on social responsibility on social media? Mike, thanks for the question. Uh, You know, very honestly, and I don't want to diss you because you're watching my show and I appreciate you and I know you're coming from such a good place so it hurts me to make this statement but that's an old man question and what I mean by that is there is a real lack of understanding uh, because I've been really paying attention to this and I'm sure anecdotally you can give me a story of a kid who like put up a picture on Facebook of him like throwing up at a party and he lost his scholarship and I respect that. But as at every second, by the time I'm done with this episode, less people will care about those things than they did when I started it. Remember the conversation four years ago everyone where like don't put up pictures of beer pong on your Facebook because you won't get into college. That is ludicrous conversation. There's a small one percent of people that um, live in this idealistic world where they put people to a standard that is not realistic and they're so out of touch and if you want to go play golf at one of those schools then you have to play in that realm but I would tell you that I would far be more concerned and I believe this is the sentiment and the uh, the kind of the movement of educators, uh, businesses, and even athletic departments of a kid that his entire social media is so orchestrated and so refined that I'd be worried if Can he make that 11 foot putt in a big spot if he's that kind of personality? And so, I would tell you to worry less about that and worry less about coming on this show and getting the tactics of like, make sure you double check before you this or never put a picture of it. That's tactics. Instill religion, my friend. If you've got these high school kids and they're listening to you, teach them and build the foundations of being a good human being. That will get them through a lot more stuff and plenty of good human beings have done a stupid thing for four seconds and one can say that ruined their lives, I disagree. Paul asks, we get like five views in our video, three of them being from us. How do very new and small channels gain a following when people don't interact? Paul, nice ratio on your viewership because for Wine Library TV I had a similar thing and it was my grandma and mom so I I know that world. Uh, The reason I was able to build up my channel back in the day and now as well, though I have a bigger base now and you can argue with that, is the quality of the output, right? I mean at the end of the day, how are you gonna find traction? There's two ways. One, you can put out great content. That's what I do. Two, and I don't know if that's what you do. Maybe you stink, so we need to talk about that. Two, you need the biz dev. Show this man, right? So, 
I've done all my biz dev my entire career, but I'm getting stretched so thin. So Alex Diaz is gonna come in and start doing biz dev. So when I see something from a tweet from one of you and you wanna distribute this content on your page, that used to go into my inbox and it would disappear. Or, or the newwinelibrary.com and there's wine content there and I wanna get that distributed because you have a food blog and you'd hit me up on Twitter, that would get passed on, but now he can capture that and biz dev. So, it's about biz dev. You now don't have anybody talking about you because you have five views and all those things, but you need to biz dev in reverse. I've been lucky enough to have a 20 year, well executed, successful career, so it comes to me. I deserve it. It's capitalism. You have not done that yet, but you will, hopefully. I want you to. I want to look back at this video and be excited that you did. When I didn't have that, I had to biz dev. When Wine Library was shoppers discount liquors and nobody gave a crap, I walked around the neighborhood and knocked on restaurant doors and said, can you put these flyers on your counter for a 20% off coupon by the case of wine? I hustled. You, my friend, need to hustle. Number one, the variable is your creative. No matter how much you hustle and sell and put out flyers, Steve, and put out flyers, podcast listeners, that was Steve playing something in the background, I apologize. He just doesn't have any manners. Uh, no matter, how, I was on a big point too, Steve. No matter how hard I hustled and, and, and put out flyers and, and made it happen, when people came to Wine Library, if we didn't have a good selection, if we didn't get good prices, if we didn't have good customer service, we lost. So the two variables are, can you biz dev? Can you make it happen? Are you willing to hustle? Do you realize that we can't be romantic, that we're just gonna put out an awesome show and it's all gonna work out? Bullshit. What needs to happen is you have to put out an awesome show and then hustle your face off 15 hours a day to get people to care. That's very different than spamming people. That's very different than going to Twitter and be like, watch our show, watch our show, watch our show. Even in a world where you don't have a huge audience, you have a way to bring value to somebody. If you can figure out how to do that and then leverage that value for them to give you what you want, which is exposure, you will win. It blows my mind how many people email me every single day saying, Gary, can you tweet about my show? In a world where I'm such a hustler and such a biz dev guy and such a wanter to give to like people on the rise and none of them ask what they can do for me or do something for me. Like, where's that video, where's your video show saying, hey, we want to do like five custom Gary V videos in our world, we'll give them to you, you can use them as assets and then maybe you can give us some love. No, because people think about themselves and how do I get views and what the whole world is predicated on when you're doing biz dev is can I give that person 51% of the value of the situation because if I do, then they'll say yes and then I can get 49% of the value and that's what I do day in and day out and day in and day out and that's why I continue to win in a world where people want 100% of the value. You wanted this question answered because you wanted the answer and you were hoping that you could get on this show and get the exposure right, for your channel and you know what? I'm going to be a good guy. DRock, link it up. There it is. Can't you do stuff within the YouTube world? There you go. You got some views. Now, bring some value. Thousand asks, who's your favorite comedian? Thousand moments, let me give you that answer but before I do, Steve, because I love you so much, show them, show them. Tell everybody what you just said before we went to question because you had a good rationale for ruining the show's audio. The noise that I made during the last episode was because I was pulling up Paul's YouTube channel, which is a Minecraft channel, by the way, so well done. Cool. Now that I found out it's a Minecraft channel, you may want to change that up because that is one competitive space. <laughs> uh, all right, my favorite comedian of all time. I would probably say that it is a tie because I want to give, it's a three-way tie between Richard Pryor, uh, Eddie Murphy, and Chris Rock. And now, if you go back and watch all of my keynotes and watch its cadence, you may see where the influence comes from. Nasir asks, sometimes my passion is seen as aggression. How do I walk the line? Do I change to someone more passive? 
Nasir. Mm-hmm. Nasir, first of all, don't change for anybody. Now, finding that balance of grace and having that tack to be consumable is a process. I, somewhere around eighth grade into sophomore year, didn't hit the right tone anymore. I was too intense for my classmates and I literally, I could taste it because I have empathy and kind of self-awareness and it's an ongoing process. Like, you know, for example, my keynotes are interesting, I just referenced them. I'm actually evolving that cadence throughout the conversation of the tone because I'm reacting to the body language of everybody else. It's not about how do you become more passive because I'd hate to suck the passion out of you which is a huge variable to success controlling it and people saying you're just a little too much, I have a feeling that that's predicated on you caring too much for it to be valuable for you. I'm gonna say that again for everybody. The only reason I think that I'm able to pull off this is because there's a healthy balance of caring about you. When you care more about your audience than what you have to say, you start winning. Right? When you, when you care more about your global audience listening or watching and it's not about the 15 minutes and what am I gonna get out of it? And sure, in a right hook world, it's always there. Let me, let me actually use this question to define something that I don't think I talked about in the book. I live in a world of jab, 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 right hook. Let me tell you two interesting things of that. I don't necessarily feel that I ever have to throw a right hook and I don't expect the need to throw a right hook based on my jabs in micro levels. At the holistic level, I do. Also, there's another part that we never talk about, is there? Which is, what happens when the right hook doesn't land? I'm actually not disappointed. What happens when I do all awesome stuff for these guys or anybody else? I don't have any expectation that they're gonna do something awesome for me in return. Eliminating that lack of expectation opens up a world of where you can provide. So, based on your question, based on my intuition, my vibe on this question, it has a whole lot to do with you caring more about them the people that are judging you, that are telling you to chill out, they're telling you that because, not about your passion, because take it from me and many other people, people love passion. They don't like selfish passion. I'm a fire. (laughs) Chris asks, if it wasn't for the 14th Amendment, would you run for president? Chris, this is a tremendous question to end the show. Uh, The answer is I would run for president. And it's really funny and the reason I'm laughing about this question is Chris, you've set me up to expose a dark part of me which is the selfish part of me because we all have it. The singular reason that I'm probably not already having a serious eye on politics is because I can't be president and I am not willing to, as a human being, play a game that I can't be the ultimate winner of. And many of you are gonna leave comments in the YouTube channel or hit me up on Twitter, you podcasters, and say, that is not noble. You could be a governor and make a huge impact or, or a congressman or, or a mayor or something, you know. And I understand that, but that's not what I want. I'm selfish about that. And so, yes, if they changed, you know, if, if Schwarzenegger followed through on what I wish he could have done, but he couldn't, uh, if, if somebody comes along or they change it, not in the current environment, uh, clearly, uh, I would put myself into that game because that, you know, I probably pride myself on the singular thing that I think when things are worst, I'm best. I eat pressure for breakfast. I love it, I need it, 
I just, it's why I love HR. It's the ultimate pressure. People hate that kind of pressure. So if you look at the hairlines and the color of the hair of presidents of when they start to when they're finished, they look like they aged 60 years. I'm already aging with my hair. I want it all gone. I just can't play that game. And so the answer very simply is yes, I would. And that leads me into the question of the day for everybody. I just want to thank everybody for watching episode 33. I think we're on a roll here. I'm enjoying it. Question of the day, who is your, I was going to go with who is your favorite president, but I got to be honest with you, the notion of getting into that politics with this community that is so awesome, you're going to beep that, makes me not want to ask that. So my question of the day instead is, I'm in a very serious candy theme, just show it. I just looked at it, this is how my, by the way, you want to talk about improv? This is how these questions get, uh, get at, if you ever wondered how they come, there is no strategy with question of the day. What is your favorite candy? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. What? No, you're not getting it. <laughs> Too bad I did. Either you're gonna be ready or you're not getting D-Rock. <laughs> there is no second time.